I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, July 27th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. This is Peak Pals, a bit of a PSA, a peak service announcement. About 40% of activated gift cards in Canada have yet to be used. Now, with the collective value of these unused cards amounting to a whopping $35 million. So today, Peak Pals might just be the day to give our wallets, pockets, and drawers a proper thorough cleaning, see if you have any of those gift cards. They cannot expire based on Canadian law. So this might be the time to go out there, check around, see if you've got any, any unlocked value there and spend it. You deserve it. Okay, Peak Pals, we've got a great episode for you today for our first story, Canada's cabinet kerfuffle, for our second story, the cost of the immigration, and for our last story, the dynamic price is right. For our first story, almost 80% of Canada's ministers are new or in a new role, all with the hopes of making a dent in the country's most pressing issues ahead of the next election. Here's what's happening. Following what former Liberal Minister Catherine McKenna called a quote-unquote bonkers cabinet shuffle speculation, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau almost completely overhauled his front bench with a renewed focus on housing, defense, and public safety. Seven ministers got dropped, including former Transport Minister Omar Al-Gabra and former Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino. Over a dozen ministers were given new roles, like Sean Fraser, who will take on housing, and he's been replaced by Mark Miller on immigration. Eight ministers are staying put, including Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie, Innovation Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne. It matters because with two years to go until the next fixed state election, the Liberals want fresh eyes on the matters that impact the economy most. Per Politico, they're quote-unquote sensing a whopping in the next campaign on their economic record unless they make some changes. But the minister that's most responsible for the economy, Finance Minister Christia Friedland, isn't going anywhere, which suggests a major policy shakeup on the file is unlikely. For our second story, according to a new TD Economics report, Canada's historic population growth risks exacerbating the country's biggest problem areas. With Canada on track to welcome over 1 million permanent and temporary residents in 2023 between immigrants, temporary workers, and refugees, economists from a big five bank are urging the feds to pump the brakes. TD estimates the current population growth rate could spur a housing shortfall of 500,000 units by 2025, with construction unlikely to fill the gap. Adding demand to the economy could force the Bank of Canada to raise its equilibrium interest rate and economic anchor by half a percentage point. It could also add stress to services, including Canada's healthcare sector. We already ranked 31st of 34 OECD countries for hospital bed availability. It matters because immigration is vital for balancing an aging population and boosting slowing productivity. But a growing chorus of economists fear that a hyper-focus on immigration could have unintended consequences and distract from other solid policy solutions. Another TD report pegged more childcare availability as a pillar of boosting labor force participation as it frees up caretakers in Canada to work. The bottom line is, by welcoming 2 million people in two years, governments have a responsibility to make sure people can find the jobs they're qualified for, and the housing markets, infrastructure, and services are ready to absorb all of that shock. For our third story, as demand for experiences like travel, passes, and concert tickets soar, companies are taking advantage by leaning into something called dynamic pricing. Here's what's driving the news. Last weekend, some Cineplex locations charged $1 more for ticks to see Blockbusters, Barbie, and Oppenheimer than other older releases. This is at least per the Globe and Mail. 
A spokesperson said the practice isn't new, even though the CEO confirmed last year that premium pricing only reflected premium offerings like an IMAX screening. Now, to zoom out, Canadian airlines are also experimenting with applying dynamic pricing methods that they already use for tickets based on demand, routes, and purchase times, all the way to baggage fees, which is a new demand pricing strategy that they're applying. While Porter is currently the only Canadian airline that uses dynamic pricing for baggage fees, Blair, Lynx, and WestJet use a similar practice called variable pricing. And this matters because dynamic pricing can help you save money if you fly during off-peak times or wait months to see a movie, but you'll have to pay up more if you want in on the action. With only so many seats on a movie's release date, or to roam in July, what will likely end up happening is people ponying up more without even realizing it. But it all falls apart when companies raise prices too much. Ticketmaster currently faces a class action lawsuit for allegedly price-gouging Drake tickets. The bottom line is, as the dynamic pricing grows, it could face more backlash. AMC movie theaters ditched their dynamic pricing scheme for seats after an uproar from moviegoers and French supermarket Casino ended its scheme for similar reasons. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave a review? And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a great day.